Hello, everyone. Welcome to Preach the Word podcast. My name is Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. I have a very special episode today. I have a sermon that was shared with us by Reverend Mark Compton on August 3rd of 2022. The scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, and also Isaiah chapter 33, verse 21. The sermon is titled, The Domains to Conquer the Lame. I would like to say how much we love and appreciate Brother Mark and the Compton family. They have been such a great means of support and encouragement to us here at Landmark Holiness Church. Their friendship, their support, and their labor of love is greatly appreciated and will not soon be forgotten. If you would like to contact us, you can do so by emailing preachthewordpodcast at gmail.com. I know you'll be encouraged today as you listen to Reverend Compton talk to us about the domains to conquer the lame. Thank you for listening. Matthew chapter 26 and verses 36. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. In Isaiah chapter 33, the Bible tells us here, verses 21, But there the glorious Lord will be unto us a place of broad rivers and streams, wherein shall go no galley with oars, neither shall gallant ships pass thereby. For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king. You'll find all trinity right there. Every bit of it. And listen to the last part of what he says in this verse 22. He will save us. How many knows the Lord has and will save us? Thy tacklings are loosed. They could not well strengthen their mass. They could not spread the cell. Then is the prey of a great spool divided. The lame take the prey and the inhabitants shall not say I am sick the people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity I want to look at this verse 23 thy tacklings are loosed they could not well strengthen their mast they could not spread the cell then is the prey of a great spool divided the lame take the prey we know that lame is not able to walk without difficulties but I want to look at a word also and it is concerning an area or a territory owned or controlled by a ruler or a government to conquer, to defeat, to gain control over, or to overcome. To be victorious, simply to win. And it's domain. Domain. I want to preach the Lord would stand beside me about the domains to conquer the lame. The domains to conquer the lame. 
We know that Isaiah began to speak. And in his writings, he tells us, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. Psalms, I'm sorry. And in sin did my mother conceive me. And we know tonight we are a people that are accustomed about hearing about Calvary. But we also know tonight that it was at Calvary where the most deadly sin was conquered. And it was through the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. And the domains of it is a place that we call Calvary. No matter how busy we get, no matter how, how much we get on our plate, the church should never, ever overlook or take for granted the price that was paid at Calvary. Amen. That we can conquer sin. Amen. 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 How many's lived above sin all day? How many come to church tonight with no condemnation? That's because of Calvary. It was said years ago, A.C. Dixon, uh, the old preacher, told about in, in the mountains of Virginia, he made up the school that they could not have a, a teacher because the boys were so unruly and they, they would whoop the teacher and send him down the road. But uh, after a while, finally, glutton for punishment, he made finally a teacher come to town. And when he got there, he felt like, I can, I can help. They tried to tell him. The school board tried to tell him, you're asking for trouble. You're going to get a whooping. He said, just let me try. In the midst of it, he shows up on the first day. A boy by the name of Tom whispered in the ears on the back seat to the fellow brothers there and said, I can whoop him all by myself. I believe I, believe I can take care of this one. And uh, in the midst of it, there was an uprise begin to take place. And uh, some commotion going on. And That teacher was wise enough to know we got to get the upper hand of this. And quickly he said, all right, we're going to have some rules. And uh, I need some help. I need some help setting rules. And they begin to holler back and forth on having some rules. Yes. Need to be on time. Now, how many knows it's good to be on time? We need to try to be here every time the doors are open. How many knows that? Pretty good rules. Pretty good rules. No lying. No cheating. Them, them, are, them are good rules. Them are good rules. Either way, they got the ten of them. That teacher said, all right, now we need a punishment for ten rules that are broken for any of them. We need a punishment. What can the punishment be? They talked it over. They finally decided. They finally decided that the punishment would be 10 lashes on the back with a switch. 10. They decided that'd be all right. But in a few days, it didn't take very long at all. He been a homeboy by the name of uh, Big Tom. He had, had his lunch taken. He began, somebody stole my lunch. Somebody took my lunch. They found out, they got to searching. They found a little feller, little Jim. I'm sure you've heard it. Little Jim took the lunch. They brought him to the front. They told him what he was going to have to receive. Wearing a coat, 
teacher said, now take your coat off, son. He begged for him, please don't make me take my coat off. Nope, you got to take your coat off. These are the rules. Everybody said, you got to face the consequences. You got to take your coat off. When the little feller took his coat off, Brother Shad, he didn't have a shirt on. Teacher said, son, where's your shirt? He said, teacher, it's like this. Last year, my, my father died. I've got one shirt to my name. This day is the day that mama washes his shirt. My older brother let me wear his coat so I could come to school. I'm sorry I don't have a shirt on. The teacher said, all right, this is the punishment. This is what's got to happen. Go ahead, lean over this desk. Let's get this taken care of. And about that time, an older student in the back raised his hand. He said, teacher, we said we all agreed that somebody would have to pay the punishment. Yes. He said, if you'd let me, I want to take his place. Glory. They let him come up to the front. He leaned over that desk. They began to lash his back. And after about five swings with that, it broke the switch. The teacher was what am I going to do now? He's trying to find another switch to finish it out. And when he did, that little boy was wrapped around that big boy's legs, holding on. And tears were running down his face. And he said, I'll love you forever for taking my place. I wonder how many here tonight could truly say, I'm going to love him forever for taking my place. Are we a people that still remembers, amen, all that really happened? Yes, it was free. It was free for us, but it wasn't free for him. Somebody paid the price. Somebody had the stripes on his back for the healing of his children. We still remember that, don't we, tonight? How many's ever been healed? Wounded for my transgressions. Bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by my stripes ye are healed. Thank God tonight. Amen. It stretched him wide. They hung him high. And for me he died. That's love. I'm glad for the love of Jesus tonight, aren't you? Oh, praise God. For the love of Jesus tonight. If we searched into our conscience. We know that we must have something to which our own nature cannot supply. A cleansing which reaches into the very roots of our being. We must all be delivered not just from the results of sin, but we must be delivered from the very power of sin. And there's only one thing that can do that. And how many knows what it is tonight? It is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for his blood. Amen. So from the very power of it, he shall save his people from their sins. That's what Jesus tells us. And he will come to save us. He gave not only his love, but he gave himself. And that's what Jesus did for every one of us. I'm glad. I'm glad for the love of a Savior. 
who went all the way to the cross for you and I. And I want to talk to us just for a few minutes if I can. He meant these places, the domains. He meant to conquer the lame. I read them, read one of them to us tonight in the book of Matthew, chapter 26. It was a place called Gethsemane. Gethsemane is a garden. He meant at the bottom of, of the Mount of Olives. Right down there, we find, I believe, even recorded to this day, there's a Somewhere around 10 olive trees still yet there. Amen. At the entrance of Gethsemane. Amen. But you'll find at Gethsemane that man revolted into a garden of pleasure. And that is the nature of the lameness of mankind, is it not? But not only that. Amen. We also find that Jesus submitted into a garden of suffering there. And it was at Gethsemane. Amen. When you look at it, it's called the olive press. The olive press. It's at Gethsemane. When you take that true virgin oil. Amen. That that when you study it out through the Old Testament writings. Amen. You can go into even Zechariah's writings and you'll find that, that, uh, that reservoir, that bowl that held that pure olive oil in it. And those, those channels, he been with the 49 wicks and it was a continual burning that never was to go out. He been and that oil just kept flowing through there. Amen. And it is a representation of the Holy Ghost that needs to be inside of the children of God. That something is burning on an altar. Something is inside of us that is continually flowing that never can go out. Amen. Church, we can't let it go out right now. We're too close to the end of this. We've got to have something continually flowing inside of us. Oh, yes. Amen. We've all experienced the lameness in spiritual sense. The tragedy of many lives are the temptations. But the Lord is able to turn our tragedies into triumphs because with every temptation, He said He'd make a way of an escape. That's what Jesus said He would do. Praise God. So we'll find here, in respect of our besetting sin, is oftentimes brought us low and we never feel our humiliating lameness as we do in its presence. But how many times have we received superhuman power? Amen. And we're able to take the prey because of something that got inside of us that enables us to say no to sin. Amen. No to the temptations of this world. Amen. When a man is tempted, let him not say that he's tempted of God, but it's when he's drawn away and enticed of his own lust. But when lust is conceived, what's it going to bring, church? It's going to bring forth sin. And when sin is finished, what's it going to do? It's going to bring forth death. But I'm convinced tonight God's got a people that's living above sin. Praise God. So how lame we are who minister for Christ. (laughs) Woo! But the ministry of lame men need not to be a lame ministry because we can live above sin. Praise God. So we find that through the divine 
Amen. Powers of God. Amen. Through that power, it overmatches the human crippleness that has been demonstrated into the, into the lives of the people of God and even into the early church history. When you find men, amen, that was tortured, that was sawn asunder, that was thrown out into the Colosseums, amen, to the wild beast, and yet they remained faithful. Amen, an underground church hidden into the catacombs, and yet they remained faithful. Amen, and Jesus is coming back in a little while, and he's looking for a church who has made herself ready, who is faithful. How many plans on being faithful to the end? Glory to God. Amen. I thought of that. Amen. In the Fox's Book of Martyrs. Amen. That man, as they gathered that group together, and the preacher man among them, that they knew, amen, he's trying to build their faith. He's trying to tell them to hold on to the end. He's trying to encourage them that weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. He's trying to tell them it won't always be like this. Amen. It's going to be different after a while. Let us not be weary and well-doing for a new season. We'll reap if we faint not. Amen. Somebody's trying to encourage them. So what they did, what they did, amen, was they they said what we're going to do is we're going to burn them to the stake. Amen. They set the word out. Those fellow laborers there, amen, they sent word or talked with him and said, "Just, just show us that if there's anything in this at all, if it's really real, if God is really with you, Show us some consolation in the flames. Amen. Raise your hands up in the midst of the flames if it's really real. Amen. They caught wind of it. Some of those persecutors, they took that man, they cut his arms off. Amen. I believe maybe at the elbows, if I remember right. Amen. Tied him to the stake. Set it on fire, church. Amen. And right in the midst of the flames with the skin falling off of the bones two nubs went up in the air to let them know it's real it's real my God in heaven it's real amen I don't know church what all you're going through I may not know all your difficulties your problems your trials in life amen but may I tell you once again you're not in it alone you may be in the fire but someone's with you in the fire you may feel that you're in the flood but somebody's with you in the flood and he said he wouldn't let it overtake you it won't overcome you somebody's helping you in with the place you're in Let me preach to you a few minutes if I can tonight. Hallelujah. Gethsemane, the place, amen, where this this soil press is. Amen. They would take that olive and they would beat it. They would take it and crush it. And it was during the extremities and the harshness and the pressure through that, through that, through that, through that, just the, 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 the demolishing of it. Amen. And the squeezing of it to bring forth the purest olive oil. You've wondered at times why 
you've went through what you've gone through. It's so important that when Jesus was in the garden, that he showed us the importance, amen, of what needs to be inside of you. And when the pressure got so intense, the sweat becomes drops of blood. And that's what saved the world from their sins. Can I ask what we've got inside of us tonight? You're in the vice. You're in the pressure. Some of the hardships, sometimes they don't change overnight. Sometimes we face them for weeks. Sometimes for months. Sometimes we feel the pressure for years. And this church has felt the pressures. But can I somehow say something tonight to tell you make sure you got the right thing inside of you? That right in the midst of the pressure, something can come out inside of you. Amen. That is pure as gold. Though you be tried in the fire. Great God of heaven, I feel like preaching to someone tonight. Amen. God knows where you're at. God has allowed you to go through it. And he didn't put you in the fire to leave you in the fire. Don't forget somebody's in the flame with you. Oh, hallelujah. You've got Gethsemane. And then you'll find in the book of John, chapter 19 and verses 13. Let me read to us. John's writing tells us, and I know that you would know it well, but in John chapter 19, I want to try to pull one verse out of here if I can. Amen. He tells us in John 19 and verses 13. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement. But in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. What he was saying right here was he brought Jesus to an open showcase. We're bringing him here to show the world who he thinks he is. That's right. But something moved in the heart of others that they was willing to take a thief and call for a, amen, an unjust man to see a just man, amen, face punishment. My, that's deception, isn't it? I mean, knows that spirit of deception's in the land. Yes, it is. And they brought Jesus to an open shame. And they brought him there for everyone to see him. But I also want you to look with me here. As they brought him here. Amen. One of the things that Jesus displayed was that he had victory over the world. Because of the place in John. Amen. In verses 30. For the prince of this world cometh. And he hath nothing in me. He has nothing in me. Hallelujah. Oh, I believe that's the place we need to get, church. That old devil ain't got nothing in me. There ain't no bitterness in me. 
There ain't no strife inside of me. There ain't no malice inside of me. There ain't no murder inside of me. There ain't no gossip inside of me. Amen. Let it be the things of God. Let it be love. Let it be true. Let it be virtue. Amen. If there be any praise, think on these things. What's inside of us tonight? They brought him there. And this open place of Gabbatha, victory over the world, Jesus' words to the people was, amen, as the Holy Ghost moved on a man and told him to write these words, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. May I tell us again tonight, we're too close to the end of this. We're too close to the end of this. There may be some things that the devil has tried to bring you to an open shame. But don't you forget the importance of what is inside of you. And we need to be pitched within. And we need to be pitched without. And when the world sees you, the world needs to see there's a separated, amen, blood-bought, amen, consecrated child of the king. Amen, when they see you ladies out there on town, they need to know there's something different about them. They even look different. Amen. They look different from the world. Amen. When you open your mouth, they ought to be able to know immediately by our speech there's something different. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we find, we find in these writings where he says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. So not only do I want to live holy, I want to be holy. I want to look holy. I want to act holy. And I'm convinced if you've got holy inside of you, It'll take care of everything else. Can anybody say amen? Let me finish up one more place in the book of Matthew tonight. Matthew's writings. We've had Gethsemane. We've got Gabbatha. Matthew chapter 27, verses 33. And when they were coming to a place called Golgotha, that is to say a place of a skull, I'm preaching tonight about the domains to conquer the lame. How many's, how many's got something inside of you at times that you struggle with? You don't have to be embarrassed. You are but flesh. We are. And there may be some struggles. You spend enough time with someone, you find out what it is. Huh? Huh? Sister Compton has said often, and I'll speak as a fool saying this, and I do want to say thank God for my wife and my children. Appreciate them being able to be with us, me right now. But Sister Compton will tell me at times, she said, you know, being wise as a serpent doesn't seem to be so hard for you. But being harmless as a dove, I ain't got no clue what she's talking about. I done hit the blind, didn't I? 
She said, you struggle with being harmless as a devil. I tried. Lord, help me. I had to go back and say, God, help me. Go, oh, help me. One of our ladies in the church, just before we was getting ready to leave, she's, she's really crippled up. Fingers are all twisted up inside. And uh, it was Monday night. We was trying to pack, get ready to go. And uh, I heard a knock at the door, and then I heard the door open up. Are you home? I could tell distress. So I, 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 we jump up, and, and it's, it's this lady. And she's limping into the foyer of the house. And, and, and somebody had hit her at the, at the light in town and run into the back of her. She's bleeding down her leg. And Sister Compton began to help her and dress the wounds. And, and we, we prayed with her. And in just a few moments, in just a few moments, she said, they hit me and they ran. I said, what color truck was they driving? She said it was black. Black. Okay, do you know what kind, what year, make, model, what he looked like? I wanted to pray for him. You understand? I tried. I went to town, immediately got in my truck and went to the stoplight so I could pray with him. He wasn't there. I, I, I was needing Jesus. You hear me? I was needing Jesus. I was needing some help. I said, hey, that's part of my flock. I mean, hey, we can't have this. She's hurt, and you run off and leave her on the side of the road hurt. What kind? Of, you ain't no man that do that. And then I felt, you know what? Hey, man, we, we got, you got to get a hold of yourself. Hey, man, you, you're the pastor in town. I think. Amen. I was when I left. Hey, man. But, but I mean, you got, I have to think about these things. And Sister Compton has had to help me in time. Remember, you're a preacher. When I'm climbing out of the truck, amen, I need help like that every now and then. But you know what? Amen, I'm glad Jesus ain't give up on us. I'm glad he's still working on us, church. There may be something inside of you, and all of us have got things that, that creates a lameness inside of us. But I want to tell you there are places in life, amen, that you can conquer that. There's a domain that you can get it all settled, amen, and you ain't a fighting that no more. Amen. I can tell you right now. Amen. I remember the night that country music got conquered and it was at an altar of prayer. And I never struggled with it like that since. My desire is not for the music of this world. Amen. My desire is not for the things of this world. My desire is not for the amusements of this world. But brother and sister, I got my eyes on the coal. Amen. I have heaven. I've got a heaven to gain. Amen. I I got my mind. Amen. It's made up to go to God's heaven. What's inside of us showing right now? Woo! Golgotha was a place that was, it was, when you read about the setting of scriptures here, you'll find from the hours, amen, that it become dark. You hear the words, Eli, Eli, Sabachthani. You hear the words of Christ. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? And the darkness that overtook that land. Amen. So you'll find that any time, any time when you look at this Golgotha, 
Amen. When there is a grave, when there is death, there's usually always darkness also. And somebody I felt in prayer today, I felt there was darkness that I needed to preach about for just a minute. It's a dark hour out there. Situations that you may be dealing with may look dark. There is a, there is a place in here that even in a dark hour, that Jesus Christ can meet with you. And in the darkest hour of your life, a light can begin to shine. Are you hearing this preacher right now? I've seen Sister Compton in the hardest trials known to human that I, can, that I know of. I watched her when her brother got killed and immediately she had to be strong for the family. But I want to tell you, as we went home that night, she fell into my arms. And she said, I, I raised him. I'm 13 years older than Tim. Almost 10 years older than Jeremy. I raised him. Amen. I helped nurture him. I was there for him. Whenever he'd done everything for the first time, I was there. She said, it feels like my own child has been taken from me. Sister Kathy, she laid in the floor and groaned through the night. I would walk out. And I couldn't stand to hear her groan like that. Then I'd pray and seek God. It was dark for her. I'd walk back in. And she'd be on the floor groaning. And I could not, her words could not, could not even be made out. But Brother Ashton, in a dark place she was in at 5 o'clock in the morning, she got up on her knees, raised her hands towards heaven. She wiped her face. And she began to speak in a heavenly language. And I want you to know, at the grave, her hands was in the air. Amen. And she was speaking in another language. And God has gave her strength ever since. Can I preach a few more minutes to us tonight? Amen. It wasn't long. And her dad, amen. She, she loves her mama. There ain't no two ways about that. But she was a daddy's girl. She was a daddy's girl through and through. I, I didn't know when I first married her, the man he was, I just never had the feeling I could ever be anything like that. He's that kind of a man. I want you to know, took me in like an own son. I watched him take others in. There's one thing my daddy-in-law he emphasized on, and that's having a prayer life. My daddy-in-law, he'd say, I want to take my last breath doing something for Jesus. They pulled into a church parking lot. He was there to try to preach to them that night. Laid his head back and never took another breath. Amen. Sister Compton, once again, amen, the hurt. But I want you to know, 
She prayed it all the way through in a dark hour till the light began to shine bright again. May I tell you tonight, God sees the dark place you're in. And if you'll just hold on and remain faithful, I believe there's a light fixing to shine for someone here tonight. Would somebody help pull with me on that for just a minute till faith would rise in your heart and you come to a place to say, I'm waiting for a light to shine for me. Woo! You hear up my shoulder down there. That colored lady, amen, husband, that husband of hers, amen, he told her, quit your praying, quit your seeking God, quit trying to do what you do. I'm tired of hearing about that man called Jesus. He said, I ain't putting up with it no more. And he leaves her. Amen. You know what she does? She gets down and gets to praying. Oh, God, help me in this place I'm in. Amen. How am I going to make it without him? How am I going to do it without him? I need your help, God. Amen. She said she prayed the first day. She prayed the second day. She prayed the third day. And when she come to church, she come through the door shouting. Woo! Oh, Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you about it for just a minute, all right? Amen. She come through shouting. Amen. It made, it made even some in the church mad. Amen. There's no reason for that. You may never understand some of the things that people go through, but don't you overlook, amen, the place where they can find victory, where Jesus meets with them and he turns it all around. Amen. I'm talking about conquering, the place of conquering, the lame things in your life that you may think you'll never get past. There is victory. I said there's victory by the authority of Jesus Christ. There's victory where you are. Here it is. Here it is. The love of her life leaves her. Two sons left. One of them boys got in trouble. Running from God. Got into drugs. They lock him up in prison. She goes back to prayer. She come to church Wednesday night. She come through the doors of shouting. Oh, let me tell you about Jesus and what he's done for me. I saved a poor lost sinner. Now my soul has been set free. Something inside of her. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. <laughs> Woo. Amen. Some more of them sisters. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. It wasn't but about six months. That baby boy of hers. There's a, there's a bond in them places. Amen. Amen. In a tragic accident, his life is taken. Down she goes. It's a sad day. Amen. When the hurt comes from inside the, the church house. It's a sad day. And there's some that was talking about it and said she won't come out of this one. There ain't no hope before her on this one. 
Her shouting days are over. But I'll tell you what she did. She got down low before God. Amen. And she found a place where she could find some victory over that lameness. Over that sickness. Over that pain and suffering in this. She come through the doors and she was shouting. I don't suppose I'll ever forget the words. Amen. When they asked her and said, how do you do it? And she said, let me tell you. She said, I always go to my knees. And I think of my Lord and Savior. When they put him in a tomb. And the devil thought he conquered him. We got Gethsemane. We got Gabbatha. We got Golgotha. We thought we had it won. Day two rolls around. We're going to secure the tomb now. We're going to hold it fast and secure it. Amen. Now, I don't know exactly how all it was. But I wonder, I wonder, amen, is it possible that words went to death saying, hey, death, what about it now? We did it right this time. He ain't going to do nothing. We've got him taken care of. Amen. But on day three, I said on day three, this is the hope of the church right here. On day three, the stone was rolled away. Amen. How many knows that old song? They put him in the tomb, but the tomb couldn't hold him. Never been a man like Jesus. Never been a man like Jesus. He rolled the stone away. Amen. You know what happened? On that third and glorious day, Jesus Christ rose from the grave. Amen. And he rose up with power and victory over death, hell, and the grave. The wonderful thing is he's at the right hand of the Father, and he's making intercession. Do you hear the preacher right now? I said he's making intercession. The dark place you're in, somebody's praying for you. The hard place you're in, somebody's praying for you. That struggle you're going through, that's trial in life, somebody's praying for you. She said, let me tell you. Amen, I get to thinking about my Lord and Savior. And on that third and glorious day, my Lord and Savior come up. Amen, and a light was shining bright. Amen, I'm telling you, I got down on my knees and I prayed Monday, Tuesday. And when Wednesday rolled around right before church, I felt something open up and heaven fell down on earth and Jesus gave me the victory. And because of him, I came through the door shouting, brother and sister, I came tonight. I've come through the fired. I've made it through the front. I don't know what else is ahead of me. But I know one thing. There's a God in heaven that'll still give the church victory to conquer the lame. Stand with me tonight if you will. Hallelujah. I'm not making light of your trials. They're fierce. They're hard. I want to tell you everywhere. Homes are under attack. Everywhere across the board. There's a mind battle going on.
Pastor, I may not know altogether that struggle in the mind that some folks fight and battle, but I know it's real. There's other things I could have preached tonight. But I knelt beside a bed today. And I just felt God begin to speak with me. Let them know there's a place that they can get victory over that. You've got one of the greatest pastors, pastor's wives in the world. I know what I've said tonight is very elementary, but it's true. Churches are under attack. And that fire, fierce fire is ablazing. Good friend of mine, Sunday night, said, I just wonder if there's a there's a husband that reach over and grab a wife by the hand. And leave tonight with a determination that we're going to try to grow closer together and not farther apart. I looked out of through there with the shad and I've got some that it's too late for that. They can't do that now. I'll tell you how I felt. I reached over. I grabbed Sister Compton by the hand. Brother Ashton, that light's going to shine. Brother Stout, we got to hold on. We've gone too far to turn back. here tonight you feel like God sent you a word there can be a place right here tonight some of that frailness some of the weakness some of the lameness in us can be conquered right here in this church minute for your run. But God's going to bring you out with a high hand. 
remembered what that devil meant for a discouragement and destruction. God's going to turn it around and make it a blessing. Would you step out and come to the front without any embarrassment? (laughs) Come on. It made believing. Make your way. situation and work it for my good. 